When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, crackers, napkins, Clorox disinfecting bleach. Check. Now, roses. Uh, what if they wilt? Attention, shoppers. Clorox disinfecting bleach is a great way to keep flowers fresh for longer. It'll even work for that uh, ink stain on your shirt. Ah, not again. Clean anything with the versatile Clorox disinfecting bleach. Discover more hacks at Clorox.com learn. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. With me is my bro bro, Quentin. Oh, you said bro bro. That's what I say. You know, I you? thought I'd mix it up a little bit here. So today on the podcast, we are talking about In Rainbows by Radiohead their 2007 release this is uh the last stop on our uh trip through the radiohead records last stop on the on the radiohead choo-choo train yes for us at least um we started with okay computer and we're stopping at in rainbows uh for now at least we might circle back and, and talk about uh maybe moon-shaped pool at some point but for now we thought in rainbows would be the perfect place to uh to stop. And we have a special treat in store for you guys today. You're probably uh, tired of hearing just myself and Quentin talk to each other about records. Dude, uh, that's probably the main reason why we don't have more listeners. Because they're like, dude, I can't listen to these twin bros geek out and be all weird together another fucking week. Well... We're we're giving them a break at least uh, at least one week of a break because we have a special guest on the episode today. His name is Nathan Forster. He is a uh, musician. He was in a band called Grass Fight for a number of years. I was their guitar player for like two months. Anyway, we're just uh, introing the episode here. We've already had our conversation with Nathan. Uh, we taped it a few days ago. Uh, he was actually in town, which was sweet, because I haven't seen him in years. So it was it was fantastic being able to look him in his eyes and chat with him about Radiohead. Yeah, man, it, it was a blast. We we had a good time. We we covered every song on the album, um, which you're about to fucking hear. I I haven't pieced it together all the way through, dude. But uh, it's it's probably going to be a solid close to two hours long. So yeah. So anyway, let's 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 just get right into it. Like you said, it's gonna be a long episode, so let's stop yapping and yeah. get to the convo. Yeah. All right. So here's our conversation with Nathan, and we're covering Radiohead's 2007 release in Rainbows.
Travis, you've got Nathan in the flesh. That's right. Sit, sitting in your room. I wasn't expecting to have him right in front of me like this, but here we are. Here I am. That is, that is amazing. Here he is. So, let's talk about who Nathan Forster is. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, how, how long is your podcast? <laughs> That's, that'll be the extended episode. Uh, okay. So, so, where were you born and raised? What are your hopes and dreams? No, no, no. We don't gotta, we don't gotta get into that, dude. So I so Nathan made my rock and roll dreams come true by <laughs> letting me play guitar in Grass Fight. Uh and we uh, I guess if we were to like we always said, Oh, Grass Fight is like Interpol and Radiohead, right? Mm-hmm. That's the sound yeah. that we were going for. So Radiohead being one of those two sounds that we were going for means that you're a giant radiohead fan is that correct i am i am a giant radiohead fan um i think i know most everything except for their birthdays you don't know their birthdays no oh i got wikipedia right here dude <laughs> we can find out right the fuck now. wouldn't it be something else i'm gonna do it right now i'm gonna see if today is tom york's birthday so are there any left-handed members in the group nathan there are not Okay. Yeah. All right. All right handed. Yeah. Okay. Even though I, you know, I could picture Johnny just uh, swinging the guitar around the other side and play it the same way. He could probably do it. Yeah. He's talented enough. But uh, so I feel like this is a full circle moment for me. Yeah. Because I feel like Radiohead wasn't really on my radar until I joined Grass Fight and saw uh, how obsessed you guys were, or at least you were. Yep. I don't know about the other guys. So here so, we are. Um, Travis, when were you in Grass Fight? I'm trying to remember. 2008, like 2009? Yeah, yeah. So it's right been like right a decade. Okay. Yeah. And Nathan, when did you first get into Radiohead? Like, what album was it? Um, how, well, what, I, remember, year? I remember when I was a kid and Creep, came on the like the buzzbin mtv buzzbin and i was like mm-hmm. oh, that's a cool like uh guitar sound with the chug 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 yeah and uh and uh but i didn't get the album then and then in seventh grade a friend let me borrow the bins and i listened to it uh while i had a, a broken wrist from jumping out of a swing oh. um and then okay computer came out and that's that's when it hit yeah that was when the obsession started. Yeah, I missed out on all of it, man. I, I just, yeah, it just wasn't on my radar, unfortunately. I kind of wish it was, but. Yeah, well, you needed better friends. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> we were into the Strokes. The Str- I feel like the Strokes was our big band back in high school. That was who we were obsessed with. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know, that was, it's the Strokes. Yeah. They're, pre- they're not. Yeah, they're the, decent. Nothing to frown at. Right. <laughs> they're, no, they're no Radiohead. <laughs> all right, so is In Rainbows your favorite Radiohead album? Uh, I think it's... I was actually thinking about this on my way over here. I think it's uh, my second favorite uh, behind OK Computer. Because OK Computer just has to be number one. But uh, I do think like Moon Shape Pool is probably like number three. Really? Which, I need to give that you know, one another good listen. Yeah. It's It's been a while. And I only ever listened to it all the way through once. Um, I love In Rainbows, man. But like for me, it's always been a tie between kid a and amnesiac for like my favorites what's funny is like i i, I like wasn't i kind of like was rebelling a little bit against kid a uh when it came out uh like everybody's going crazy about it but i i wanted that like guitar rock oh, yeah. and, and uh um 
And, you know, they didn't give it to me. But then, like, years later, I, I realized how much of an idiot I was. <laughs> well, that's what's... Okay, so we talked about Hail to the Thief on our last Radiohead episode. And I feel like Hail was, like, when they kind of mixed the electronic stuff that they were doing with Amnesiac with the guitar melodic rock stuff that they were doing yeah. in the past. Yeah, like Hail to the Thief is, like, I feel like the, the collective, like, Radiohead. Like, up to that point, it's like they, yeah. they threw in, like, everything they had been doing. Right. And then put it into like a 14 track album or 13 yeah track i always album. say that hail hail to the thief is my favorite radiohead album and i think in rainbows is probably number two well and we learned at that point too that tom york was finally starting to let other band members have a say in like creative um like writing and but before that it was like his way or the highway kind of so it was we were finally starting to hear the entire band i mean so is that i think that was actually that was around like the um Kid amnesiac time, but you know, but then from that point on, you know, it was more of a collective effort for each album. Well, I'll be actually, I'm gonna be honest, I, I heard differently, but uh, you know, yeah, this is I'm your guest here. I don't, I don't, you know, no, lay it on me. I mean, I, I have read Radiohead books and that kind of thing, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so please tell us, well, I think, tell us where like, we're wrong. Like, uh, King of Limbs, I think, was just basically like Tom York. 2.0 like i don't think they did much of anything on that uh, really but uh but yeah i mean i think the how it like worked before basically it was like um tom york would kind of like do like like the song writing uh like you know solo stuff and then bring it to everybody else and then they would kind of like scramble to like find things to like add on top of it um but we, uh, you know what yeah. that may, reminds me of a quote that we had from on the Hail episode, we talked about Sail to the Moon. Sail to the Moon. Yeah. yeah. So they were talking about how, like, Tom came into the table with that song. And he had written everything. And they didn't, like, they they were nervous to, like, it was one of those things where they felt like they had to handle it with, like, with care and stuff because it was so perfect. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to, it's like, there were several, there's like a Tom York song where it's, like, perfect. We don't have to do anything to it. And then there's the ones where they've, like, they feel like they have to, you know, or the, you know, they they contribute to it with a guitar riff or something like that. But that was one of those instances where it's like, don't touch it; it's perfect. So I wonder yeah. if that's the case with a lot of them. It's like Tom York probably writes or has the main idea probably almost all yeah, the time. Yeah, I think right? most like, of the time. Like I think with that one, uh, Sail Moon. Uh, what I what I heard was that uh, like Phil Selway uh, took like the like he, they like worked on like the the um. Uh, whatever like the measures they, mm-hmm. they started to like f up the measures like i think it was like kind of normal at first and then uh he was he was like okay let's try this out and i think it's like some crazy like if you listen to it and you listen to it like on a four four kind of like mm. scale uh, like it's totally jacked up like it's kind of yeah. hard to follow that's what i love about radiohead stuff all the yeah quirky they, things they like challenge that. you yeah exactly exactly so all right let's talk about what we're here to talk about in rainbows. So compared to hail to the thief, I feel like in rainbows, or I guess compared to everything else that they've done, I feel like in rainbows was more, is more like traditional, uh, rock song, uh, structures or uh, as far as like, it's, it's, it's the album with the least amount of like electronic, stuff in yeah it. yeah i think i, I feel like, like they, they 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 almost yeah because with hail they said we brought the laptops and whatnot into the studio and tried to treat them as other instruments along with everything else 
But with this one, I feel like there's less of that. There, there's some of it, but yeah. there's not as much of it. It's more straightforward, melodic stuff. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think like uh, I forget who said it, but there was some uh, some reviewer uh, of the album said it was a it was Radiohead coming back down to earth. Okay, yeah. So uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like, like this, a good way to put it. Yeah, like they uh, they kind of like stripped away like a lot of the effects and uh, yeah, and just like the drums are like super dry, right? And uh, so it was like in that way it was like totally different from the stuff they had done in the past but it was also kind of like a like coming back to like the bins a little bit yeah which i think a lot of people were happy about yeah exactly but what's funny is like i think i think track one 15 steps has yeah. that like electronic yeah drum beat but i mean i feel like the rest of the album it's really light on the on the electronic stuff yeah for sure well, hey, let's just jump in, man. Yeah, let's do so clip one. speaking of 15 steps, let's jump right into let's it here. Let's do it. We're, we're, we're going to go track by track on this album, which is something we've never done. So this is going to be a lengthy episode, but uh, we just couldn't... We couldn't uh, worth it. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be worth totally it for sure. Worth it. We couldn't uh, not talk about every single track. So Yeah, so, so this is going to be a song-heavy episode. So here's track one, 15 Step. one of my favorite opening tracks for uh, an album yeah i love the i love the drums man yeah and yeah how it all it's it's like you know they got the claps in the background and it's really just really percussive at the beginning you know and then it all comes yeah. in with that that bass line yeah i think when they like uh debuted it uh live uh, it was before the album came out uh i remember seeing this video where like ed was like uh telling the crowd to like follow his clap so mm. it was like, so he did that, you know, the pop pop. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like the standard, like, okay, put your hands together. Let's do this. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, <laughs> just the, the regular, you know, thing. So yeah. kind of like what I was saying is like that, uh, it's like a perfect example of, uh, you know, Radiohead, like challenging the fans being like, you can do this. You can get with us on the same page. <laughs> you can, you can stick with us. But yeah, um, I love the guitar that comes in. Like, it's just, it's what's. What I like about, I feel like the drums are always off doing their own thing a lot of times with a Radiohead song. And then like the guitar might be like much more like soft and like light or like, you know, 
light on the distortion or something like that. But then the drums are over here doing this crazy thing. So one thing I've always said about Phillips drumming, and he's that's why he's one of my favorite drummers. Um, so I like drummers that that you almost don't realize that you're that you're not listening to just a loop, like you know, like a drum loop. It's a lot of his drumming is extremely repetitive and simple, but like that's what I love about it. Yeah, I love so many of his drum beats, man. Yeah, I just love them, especially on this album. Yeah, there are a lot of tracks on here that are like that, where it's it, it really does sound like just a loop, you know. Yeah, but then I love he'll do it. something different to it, you know. He'll change it up a little bit. And uh, let's not forget that uh, this this was the uh, song that played in the credits of the first Twilight. Really? Yes, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, probably because I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either I just I just heard somebody <laughs> tell me. <laughs> All right, I have another clip for 15 step. All right, let's let's hear it. Yeah. Let's give it a go. baseline number one that's like one of my favorite i fucking love the bass dude i think i feel like colin is is becoming my favorite bass player yeah you know what i mean like the more i the more i listen to radiohead the more i realize how like like crucial yeah his bass is you know yeah he's like a bass like nerd like he like uh he like will only do like what like he doesn't like show off unless it's like that where it's yeah. like uh this like little little bit and like little a thing yeah almost like a drum fill yeah. or something like that but yeah he's not a flea he's not a flea yeah. right or a carlos d yeah. see and then that's what i'm talking about with like my favorite drummers are the ones that keep it simple but like you know they're doing all the right things man like yeah. i've always felt that way about um ringo star right. and um jim eno who i talk about all the time oh yeah spoon um also in that clip, like one of the most memorable moments of that song is that little clip of the children, yeah, like, <laughs> play, yeah, playing and and yelling. Yeah, that's just like a. It's like one of the clips. It's like in the sound bank on uh, in Logic or GarageBand too. Really? Yeah, like that's like, you, nice. like you. I can have it on your computer. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. yeah. So like, I always wonder, like, 
why did they why did they throw that in there just for fun or like is it does it have some sort of like connection to the lyrics or something like that like kids or was it literally just oh, let's just throw this in here real quick yeah i, I mean there's a lot going wondered. on towards the end of that song you know it, it seems to kind of build up like the intensity of it all the way to the to the very end i mean that's one way to to build intensity is just to have, have a random clip of kids uh, yelling you know yeah. i wouldn't I think know. kids also, also makes it like it has like a cheeky vibe to it yeah like it's uh makes it kind of yeah funny a, right. a little bit but yeah i always just wonder and radiohead does stuff like that all the time you know yeah. throw stuff in that that just like comes out of nowhere it seems like you know all right so we're gonna jump into track two spoiler alert friends body snatchers one of my favorites man absolutely It's like it's like impossible not to make the duck face when it starts. <laughs> just and, like and just the like, rock yeah, out and duck just face. Like a, and do like air guitar and just make the duck Dude, face. What's funny is I made that face and you probably saw I, it. I did too. Yeah. Involuntary. <laughs> I didn't get to see anything, guys. <laughs> well, you probably made the same face over there, dude. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Pitchfork says that uh, in Rainbows is the best new music. I guess whenever they wrote it, nine point three on uh, the Pitchfork scale. Oh yeah, and that's the, that's like the the collective. Uh, um like think because they because they originally did it towards like uh because uh, it's just like the because uh, remember when the album came out it was like the pay what you want yeah yeah right and then so pitchfork initially did like they did a great review which i find a little rare sometimes with pitchfork hey you're uh, on the same we're on the same page, yeah too. but we, we we agree on radiohead for sure yeah um but uh yeah the review was like uh basically review what you want and so so i think that they they took that number from like a another like average of like reviewers yeah Uh, that's clever actually that they did that yeah i guess we'll need to talk about that at some point on this episode like the whole what you want thing like and how they were really the first the first major act to do something yeah i think like nine inch nails did it shortly after yeah and nine inch nails uh like they're known for like their source files, audio files are like available for people to download and stuff, which is kind of the next step. I feel like with like, as far as like um, putting it out there for your fans, you know, like you can download like, you know, the instruments or whatever from a certain nine inch nails track and and remix it. So he wants wants his fans to to remix uh, his music and stuff like that. But, but anyway, so Q, you you said this is one of your favorite, favorite, 
radio hit songs. What do you like about whole? it yeah, so much? Tell us what you like about it. Well, for one, like I said, that's one of my favorite drum beats of his. I mean, it's like if you're listening to the like the bass drum is just constantly going like you know it's it's all just the same very repetitive it's fucking hard to do man because i like i've tried to play along with this song like dude my right my right limbs are just dead by the time yeah I, like it's you know by the time it um changes up like the beat so you would um, say that you're not the king of limbs <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh, <laughs> That's exactly what that's exactly what I would say. Oh, that's 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 that's, that's, where, that's where the boing, boing, boing sound comes <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, we need to have a soundboard for those moments. A little high hat. Um, but my fa- so this is one of my favorite Tom York moments in a Radiohead song too. My favorite line of his, dude, when he's like, "I've no idea what I am talking about." I had to, I had to finish. Dude, I was wondering if you were going to do the whole thing. I had to, I had to go through it. <laughs> Through that. I fucking love that, dude. I love how he's man. Like, yeah, just listen so, to him. He's just fucking screaming. Uh, Nathan, you probably know the answer to this question. But like, I I remember I've seen him live performances. We actually went to a show together. Remember that? Yep. That was yep. in Rainbow's tour. Yes, it was. Um, so he uses his the microphone, like to, like you know he's doing he's probably doing that with, with the the that line that Quentin just said that I'm not going to sing. Mm-hmm. Um. It sounds like he's 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 got some tremolo or some or like he's probably like kind of moving his mouth around around the microphone to, to make that effect, right? Yeah, I don't, I, I, am, am I just like am a, I am I uh, yeah like something a, like that exactly? <laughs> Q, you missed it. Uh, I just saw it. Like, like, <laughs> like, sure, something great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he does it on purpose or what, but yeah, definitely. He, like, like, he has he has this like almost like purposeful like lazy way of like singing sometimes like yeah. uh like you know like i think he started like on okay computer uh you know if you think of like airbag mm-hmm. i'm back to say the end yeah yeah. yeah 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 uh right. and he definitely like does a lot in this album too. he's all over the obviously his vocals are like all over the map and that's why he's amazing because you know he's got such a huge range with his vocals but i feel like especially on stage like that guy's like he's moving all over the place and mm-hmm. like really you know his head's moving all the time and i feel like that that does stuff to your voice obviously when you're going into a microphone yeah. you know maybe he's just trying to find the find the mic because he has a lazy eye so maybe. <laughs> Man, i don't think I was, we've ever I talked was, about the lazy eye on this i know i was gonna podcast. say like i was thinking about it but i never, I never yeah. it he would have some serious issues if he couldn't find the microphone right in front of his face but anyway so I feel like I done goofed myself, my friends. I know Travis, you made a, a second clip for this one, but dude, you better fucking play it, dude. One of my what? I don't know where your second clip starts, uh, but like yeah, I this... cut it, I cut it off like twenty seconds too soon because one of my other favorite things. Yeah, don't worry, I got you covered. Yeah, dude. That... The second half to me is like it's like one of the best exactly. parts of like any song, and that's why I made a second clip because uh-huh. you did not have it in there. So don't worry, I got you covered.
Oof. Love it. Yeah. So I feel like there was a change like that on 15 step where like it shifts gears and goes mm-hmm. into a different place. And then the same thing happens here. Where like that change that happens, like you said, it's like, yeah, fucking. Yeah. They do that amazing. on uh, um, uh, weird fishes too. It's like, uh, yeah, there's like this the point piano. where just like, I think it's the piano part. There's something we'll get. We're going to get to that. <laughs> but yeah, I love it when they do shit like that, man. And like you said, it just, you know, takes it to a whole different place. It's yeah. amazing. And that, 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 uh, the drum fill, the yeah. fill the fill drum, the, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the drum fill. Yeah, yeah dude, it's, uh, it's so simple but so effective. Yeah. But yeah to All me, right, well, Trav, you, you didn't have my favorite part, man. Really? I thought that was the whole song. <laughs> I, know, I don't. I don't. I don't about the very know, last. No, few lines? no, 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 no. I like the second verse, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to play it, man. Because <laughs> when he's like, I'm not. I'm not going to sing it for you guys. Come on, I'm not going to do it. Cue your among friends. No, no. All right, we'll just play it then. All right, hang on. Play it. All right. Yeah, dude, yeah. I fucking love yeah. that line and the way he's he sings okay. it. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. And uh, so good. Yeah, the, yeah, and that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, I feel like with Tom's range, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a that's almost like a punk rock sound yeah. almost. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And he just throws it in there, and like it's, you know, the lyrics with or or uh, with the edges sawn off or whatever. That's a very you know, mm-hmm. he comes at it very aggressively with the vocal thing, and it's he's talking about sawing off the edges of something. So like. It fits with the lyric too, being a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, and he aggressive. cuts that. It's like he, he cuts that verse in half. You know, he goes right back into. But then, but then he doesn't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the second one, the second time. It's around. Like he's resolved. He's like, <laughs> oh. no, it's, it's not me. It's you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right, so, moving on. Yeah, we're only two tracks. <laughs> <laughs> There's not, you know, this is All right. kind of a short album. All right, let's keep let's keep it going. So I feel like. Obviously, the next three songs kind of go like have a whole different yeah. feeling, you know what I mean? And that's what I love about this album is, you know, there's so many different like moods, you know, and I feel like the next three are very like soft Radiohead songs, you know. So let's hear it. How many clips do we have for this one, Q? So for for nude, I've got two clips. But really what I did. OK. No, I'll, I'll get to it on the second clip. All right. So here's clip one from track three. It's called Nude.
who's gonna say something first <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh a, i think that was like the first time that they because uh, they had like all these songs in the 90s that they would play live and then they wouldn't they wouldn't record them so like for the hardcore radio fans like radio fans it would be like uh like we'd be expecting these songs on like every next album and then they would never use them uh like there was like lift true love waits was one of those man of war and this is one of them and so this is like the first time they actually brought one back mm. and uh so it was like this like sweet relief for for all of us so when did they write this one um i think it was i think it was around the okay computer it might have been like the bins um time yeah. yeah uh that seemed to be the case with a lot of the tracks on hail to the thief like the songs were written years prior you know and they kind of recycled them brought them back uh yeah he seems they seem to do that quite a bit like he just sits on songs you know and then yeah his his vocals too like uh you know it's like different from what we were just talking about where he yeah. like he sings it lazy on purpose this was like uh he actually like bonoed it up yeah it's like pretty it's the more like you know i just feel like tom has like all these different you know flavors of his voice you know and this is one particular flavor which i've heard before uh so you get a variety pack with each album. yeah exactly but that's the thing he, he mixes it up like on the next verse when he says you'll go to hell for what your dirty mind is thinking like the the voice like switches to another to another flavor of tom mm-hmm. york that i've heard before yeah they're almost like characters yeah exactly do you um do we have another clip uh we do but here's what i did so i like to hear transitions like from song to song sometimes and we miss out on that playing clips so the second clip of nude is really just the outro of it i don't think i have any more of his lyrics but then it goes straight into weird fishes um so guys don't get too excited about about it (laughs) i think that's a great idea pumped pumped. (laughs) thanks nathan
There's so much going on I, in that song. I think this is my favorite song on the album. Yeah. I always I always used to go to Jigsaw. Jigsaw was my favorite for the longest time. Jigsaw's I, fun. I think this is my favorite song, dude. I love how like it's it seems like there's like this um it's like you're going up, you know what I mean? Like it's just building and building yeah. and building. Oh yeah. And, building. and like the, yeah. you know, the drum changes, like he hits that hi hat. Like it's that repetitive drum beat like we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then like he hits the hi hat or something like that and then does something a little bit different on the drum beat. But it's the same, you know what I mean? But then the guitars are getting like, there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. I feel like everything's building up, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it like it debuted, uh, like, I think like Johnny Greenwood was doing something with an orchestra and Tom mm-hmm. York uh, sang a little bit uh, at this performance and they brought this song in. So before the album was uh, released, like there was this thing. So uh, the song was kind of like hovering for a couple of years like that but you can kind of hear like the orchestral like thing that kind of comes in like the yeah. uh, a little bit like yeah 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 that's, yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah and that's the kind of weird like the like it just there's a lot of stuff going on as it builds up and up and up to this like payoff you know and then it switches to that i get eaten by the worms weird fishes you know that that part of the song where it's like you get this sort of like break from it a little bit from this build up um yeah, and I, I don't know if anyone else cares about this, but I just love how Philip uh, counts them in on this one. Yeah, at the very beginning you hear his, cool. yeah. his drumsticks. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it sticks with that like raw feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the only clip I have for Word Fishes, only because we still have so many songs. I want to, to talk play. about one one more thing with this one. Go for it. So, like, I, I know we're going to talk about the basement tapes at some point. Oh yeah, the performance for this one, and like you hear it in, in the background. It's, or at least on live performances, it's Ed, the second guitar player. Like you hear this voice in the background of the song. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't know what he's. I think he's just, uh, yeah, yeah, doing that. 
But I've I've always loved that because when you know, like I'm always waiting for it to happen because yeah. I know it's coming. Yeah. And I just I I love that that just a uh, subtle sort of extra texture in the background or whatever. Yeah, you got to know your way around a microphone to pull that off live. Yeah, I think he was uh He's cu- cu- cupping his uh his hands for that one. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but anyway. All right, should we move on to track five? Moving Let's do her. Along. All right, this one's called All I Need. sounds like a someone's uh i guess beatboxing is the right word but you yeah can, someone's boom, boom, boom. someone's mouthing along that. to the drums yeah, yeah. that sounds like it might be tom york yeah i huh. think it is okay yeah he's 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 doing he's uh, mimicking the same drum beat with his mouth yeah it's like a it's it's cool because like it it's like this uh obviously the feeling's like very uh you know serious and uh it's very very lovely and nice yeah. but but it has this like groove to it yeah right yeah. that's why yeah it seems like let's kind of go back to what i was saying earlier about the the drums always seem like they might be doing something like different than like the feeling of the song yeah because like you said like a beatbox and stuff like that it doesn't really match the tone right. of the song but the, like the lyrics are great too because it like it you know for most of it you're thinking oh it's like a it's like a love song and and it it is but like but this this lyric uh i only stick with you because there are no others like kind of like turns it a little bit right yeah almost like there's nothing else here yeah it's like i'm in love with you but but this is this is just like you see kind of like stuck in the relationship yeah yeah, sure i think because there's nothing else yeah available but yeah we talked about johnny greenwood you were talking about like the last song, the, the like the orchestral kind of, or like, mm-hmm. like he obviously does that. Like he does soundtracks and stuff like that. Yep. Like he's, I guess he's always sort of had that side to him, right? Yeah. I think Especially around this time. Like I classically guess. trained. And... Yeah. Cause when did, when did In Rainbows come out? 2007. So yeah, this is when he was doing um, There Will Be Blood. Came out the same year. So um, yeah. So like, you know, I wonder how much of that type. Son of a bitch! Hold on. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, my phone's ringing and then it rings on my computer, so it's like Apple's trying to outsmart me. Uh, yeah, like I wonder how much of that that uh, 
like if he's in that mindset of like i'm making a soundtrack for a, for you know there will be blood or whatever like i wonder how much of that spilled into the in rainbow sessions you know or if there was any sort of because if you're in that mindset you know yeah because maybe that's why you know so, you know some of that orchestral stuff kind of spills into this yeah album. i think he kind of like dove into it and then uh then i think there was like some interview where he said that like before this came out he said he was like playing more guitar than he has like ever so i think he was like really? doing the orchestra yeah. and then, he, then he picked the guitar back up and kind of like uh you know almost made the guitar like uh the parts like kind of like a how you would create like an yeah I don't know, an orchestral a, yeah, piece exactly yeah you that's know? yeah that's what i wonder about but anyway so um i know you have a, a second clip right q i do so i was gonna say there's a there's something that happens in, in this next part that's like one of my favorite moments on the album. There's like this piano that comes in, mm-hmm. and I, I fucking love oh. it. I fucking love it. So oh, I think we all know what it. you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. It's oh a, yeah. It's about to get we're, real. We're picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I just love that man it's just so gorgeous you know what more do you want in a song there's nothing else that you need that's that's all you need all i need yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fucking perfect it, am i crazy or did it sound like there was uh an accordion <laughs> at the end there uh, oh like that yeah it does sound like a very accordion. end yeah it has like that uh uh yeah something something orchestral or something yeah not, yeah I don't know what that uh, was. Uh, well, Wikipedia does not does not list the instruments used on this album, so I couldn't tell you. Hmm. Step it up, Wikipedia. We need to know what no. the fuck. Anyway, but yeah, that's. I think that's one of my favorite parts on the album. That piano, yeah, it's it it gets that you. payoff, you know, and the drums and everything that's happening in that in that moment, you know. Yeah, this is one of those albums. I mean, I, I feel like it's with all Radiohead albums for sure. Like it's worth listening to with a good set of headphones at least once, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it kind of envelops you the way that, that they record it. So is it Godrich or Godric Nigel? How do you I pronounce would say it? Uh, 
uh, Godrich, but I've it's kind of like a that cigar cigaros cigaras, you know, right. yeah, it's however yeah, you want right. to say it. Yeah. yeah, I just love the way he produces these albums. Now he's he's done every single one of their albums, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Except for uh, Pablo Honey, he was the engineer on the bins. Okay. That's how they. That's how they met. All right. So track six. I don't know how to say this. Falstarp. Falstarp. Yeah. yeah, we're moving. We're moving along, friends. We're, we're, we got a good clip. I think we're at like at the hour mark. Not even an hour, so we're doing good. Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, so this is just a little over two minutes long, so I'm going to play the whole song. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine, it's on again, off again, on again, watch me fall like dominoes in pretty patterns, fingers in the back of pie, I'm tingling, 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 spot you feel the, what you are to, what you are to, reasonable and sensible, definitely go, but guess I'm stuck, 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 without you had it, you know. No, no, for no real reason Squeeze the tubes and empty bottles I take a bow, take a bow, take a bow It's what you feel now, what you are to, what you are to And if it does, in the room is tumbling, tumbling, tumbling Duplicate, triplicate, plastic bags and duplicate, triplicate There from the neck up, I guess I'm stuck, stuck Stop. We thought you had it in, but no, no, no. Exactly where you get out is enough, is enough. I love you, but enough is enough, enough. And that stuff is no real reason. Almost like a uh, like a like a white boy acoustic rap, like when it starts. Yeah, wakey wakey, wakey wakey, rising. Yeah. Or like a or, or like a <laughs> like or like a song that uh, you're like singing in the shower. You just like come up with a shower. <laughs> just fucking around in the shower. Scrub scrub dub yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby. Wakey wakey. Yeah, I've always felt like this song kind of uh, it's like a I don't know a sore thumb on the album. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to be harsh on it. But like it, you know. It, yeah, they 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 do that. I mean, it's like the, uh, um, you know, it's like uh, uh, the middle of okay, computer. You know, they like it, it's it's kind of like the transition of like uh, the first part parts. of the album to the next part of the album, and yeah. the the middle song is kind of like the kind of like you you could do without it. Yeah, but, you know. But they're trying to. Th- but I guess but you, but you can go to the bathroom. Uh, yeah, like I did exactly. just now. Uh, and Nathan used this song <laughs> as a bathroom break, which is perfect for this song. Um, but yeah, I guess so. It's like a uh, intermission or something like that. I guess 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that fit, fit her happier for this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But the one thing that stands out is like, there's a whole string section on this. Yeah. Song, you know, like an obvious, like strings in the background. So I thought that yeah, was when interesting. We were, when we were deciding whether or not we want to do track by track, I mean, like this was a song that, that you know, we could have left out, but but listening to it again and and hearing the the string arrangements, you know, it's it's worth listening to. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. But it does stand out, obviously, from the rest of the album to me, at least. It's it's just yeah. different. But yeah, and obviously, it's, like it's, a, it's a good transition to the next one because, like, a, yeah, I feel like it, it, like it makes the next track like that much stronger. That's true yeah. because uh, kind of like we were talking about, like nude and weird fishes and all i need all have this very to me they mm-hmm. feel like a softer kind of song and then reckoner is like yeah starts right off with those drums so yeah and reckoner is another one of my favorites um before we play this clip though let's so what i'm gonna do clip two is gonna be uh from the basement um let's talk about from the basement for a second so dude i didn't know this show us how little i know i didn't know this was nigel's baby do you know that? I, actually, I didn't know that either. Yeah, really? it's I didn't all fucking he, know that, that. That's this is from uh, the basement. Yeah. Oh, yep. Uh, he started it. He started it in 2006. Um, he conceived from the basement to capture quote the true representation of the artist's work without the pressure of television promotion or interference from presenters and audiences. So, and I mean, no wonder it sounds so fucking good. It's Nigel, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like exactly like the album almost. It sounds amazing. So, yeah. yeah. Man, some of my favorite performances of my favorite artists are basement tapes. Like Fleet Foxes did a basement tapes and it was fucking amazing. Yeah, now you know it's 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 all thanks to Nigel, man. It's all Nigel. But uh yeah. So here is the first clip as you hear it on the album. This is track seven, it's called Reckoner. That's the angelic, the angelic Tom York side. That yeah, voice, right? Yeah. That's the Man. that's that angelic flavor. Did you guys hear the uh, the CeeLo Green version of this? 
No. Fuck that it, guy. Well, I mean, <laughs> like that yeah, I don't, I don't know much about him, uh, but, uh, but yeah, like I think it was like the same year. Uh, He's got the did, voice for it. I yeah, they did, sure. they, they did a, um, yeah, with Gnarls Barkley, right? That's like yeah, what the yeah. group was called. Yeah, with. that's right. Yeah. Barkley. Um, it, it's him and uh, Danger Mouse, right? Yeah, yeah, mm. uh, yeah. They did like a live version of this, and it was really, really yeah, good. I bet it was. I bet it was, I bet it was dude. Man, uh, so let's talk about the drums because it's fucking killing it yeah and and actually like i was really paying attention to the way he's got it like in each ear like the actual drum kit is mostly on my right side but there's like something going on there i mean it's it's like a snare hit i don't know if it's a snare drum but it sounds like there's something going on almost in like a different room with like a lot of echo and -hmm. stuff yeah there's definitely Um, a lot of echo a reverb and stuff you got shakers you got tambourine um what I like about the drum beat is it almost sounds like a, like it's like a down tempo or break beat drum beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like I was saying that snare hit, actually, you know what? Let's just play it again, dude. Um, just, just the beginning, like notice how it's almost like there's two different beats going on at the same time. Like it's almost like, I don't know, like one's trying to catch up to the other. I mean, it's all in the same uh, tempo or whatever, but. It's kind of hard to describe it. Let's see if we can hear it again. But yeah, like that, that three hits in a row right before he sings. It's like it's trying to, it's like it's catching up. Like it forgot to hit, to hit once and then it, it caught up i don't know if that makes sense but yeah like uh, uh it sounds like um it sounds like almost like the there's a beat going with just the symbols like there's uh-huh. a, like like the they're using like a uh one of the symbols for like a snare hit yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah and that's yeah. mostly yeah. On, on like the right side and like yeah his actual snare drum that you're hearing on the on your right ear it's very subtle but he's doing one of those things that um you know where it's it's almost like nothing but it's not a it's not a drum fill, but you know it's just um, it's lots of really delicate hits on the snare drum. Right. Um, yeah. Anyways, I love that, uh, and it's really fun to watch them pull this one off. Uh, you know, from the basement, because you get you know Johnny and Colin, everyone's shaking tambourines, and uh, Johnny's like shaking a he's got like a lemon shaker. Yeah. Those those lemon shakers probably started uh, flying out the shelves after, oh, yeah. after that performance. <laughs> Every drummer. So one of the top comments, uh, one of the top comments on YouTube for the the Reckoner uh, recording, some guys like, anyone got tabs on on Johnny's lemon? <laughs> <laughs> what? Get it like guitar tabs? Oh, I get it. And get it, Charles? Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now I got it. Okay, so here is clip two from Reckoner. This is uh, recorded live from the basement. Because you
Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, right. I wish I. Why can't I just be in a band like that? Like they don't yeah. have to be Radiohead, you know. I, just I mean, be, yeah, yeah, we I, all I got it. dreams. Yeah, right? I'll, I'll take the Ed role. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll do. You know what? Good old Eddie. I'll take. I'll take the role of the guy that's just shaking the tambourine in that one. It's it's kind of weird. Uh, Travis and I have this uh, uh, the lyrics up, and it's not a it's it's not a mis like a like a. Uh, spelling or anything because it's like repeated yeah. down here but it says uh the lyrics are you can't take it with your he's saying your what and instead then, of and, then, and and it repeats it down at the yeah. the next time it's almost like he's doing like a tyler perry or something like that thank you <laughs> oh my god that's, tyler perry that's, that's probably what it was yeah thank you uh so i don't know why he's well, uh, maybe because it rhymes with reckoner Maybe right. that's maybe that's why he's doing it. Reckoner, you can't take it with you. Uh-huh. He just wanted the two words Weird. to rhyme. I guess. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's well, you know, yeah. that just shows the the genius of Radiohead. Is, Unbelievable. Is that, yeah, yeah. I mean, you think that they're going to say you can't take it with you, but no, no, they're going to keep like you he, on your toes. It's your. It's like <laughs> you, you think you know something? It's your, not you. Yeah, I don't know if the uh, I don't think the lyrics were in the, uh, in the album. Yeah, so I don't know. I actually never noticed that uh, the lyric in rainbows is in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's like that, you know, like in a scene in a movie where a character says the name of the movie. And you're like, oh, like, oh that's the name of it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I was before I thought of the, the getting the name from uh, the lyric and videotape uh, mm. in red, blue, green. Uh, oh, yeah. But, well, uh, but no, it's it's flat out. It's straight, straight out right there. So what is this song about? These lyrics are kind of weird. Uh, I like, I like the... Uh, I like the line, you are not to blame for bittersweet distractors. Yeah. Dare not speak his name makes me think of Voldemort from Harry Potter. Mm. I'm just going to put that out That there. was very popular around that time. Yes, it was. But yeah, I don't, dedicated to all human beings is a weird line. I Like, I don't know what, I mean, you know how it is with his lyrics. Maybe I should go to that fan website that we were talking about the other day. Uh, citizen something. Citizeninsane.eu. This guy breaks it down. Let's go to it. Let's try it out here. Reckoner. I'm getting to the bottom of it. It was written in in 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. Wait, when did In Rainbows came out? It was two, yeah, 2008 or? I was, yeah, 2007. I think I said 2007 before, but well, dead on. wrong. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> hold on a minute. Let me see. I thought it was 2006. What are we talking about, guys? The release when of Rainbows this came album, out? yeah, two thousand seven. Okay, <laughs> it was two thousand seven. So okay, right. but he but he wrote it in two thousand six. This song was written in two thousand six. I was just trying to get to the the bottom of the lyrics here, and I can't quickly find it. So we can move right along here. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, what are we at now? Okay, track eight. This is called House of Cards.
York's pattern again of like uh starting a song off super sweet and then uh you know being like eh, no this is too sweet uh we're, yeah. we're a dark band we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> change the lyrics uh because it's like the lyrics to me are like uh you know talking about like a relationship that's like uh i don't know i just picture like a uh married couple that's been together for like a long time yeah. and it's kind of like dead uh and then they're like trying uh, swingers, like trying yeah. to be swingers. Let's throw your keys throw, in the bowl. Throw your keys in the bowl. Yeah, yeah. Your ears should be burning. Denial, denial. Good God. Yeah, you're right. Um, and yeah, that that definitely you know is a contrast to the song. The song sounds like a sweet love yeah. song. It does. Know? Yeah. So yeah. I've got citizeninsane.eu up right now, which is like. I was always joking that like that you're behind this website, but I don't think so because mm. it's like this giant. Th- this guy's obsessive to the point of like we need to check in on every once in a while or something. Because like he posted, he'll post pictures like House of Cards was one of the titles that appeared on this picture of a blackboard that the band used during two weeks of rehearsals from September nineteenth to the thirtieth, two thousand five. So like he just he's he, good. He, oh, he's good. He collects it all, man. <laughs> He'll take screenshots from the website, the Radiohead website. Like the word denial showed up on the website on 2006 <laughs> or whatever, this exact day, which may be a, you know, a nod to the song. But like, anyway, he, he posts snippets of, from interviews and stuff. And uh, here's Tom talking about the song. He says, it's his personal favorite. It reminds me a lot of that tune by Fleetwood Mac, Albatross. Which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Now I know you're a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, right? Mm-hmm. If we ever do a Fleetwood Mac episode, oh yeah, we're absolutely. coming to you, dude. Yeah, thank um, you. I thank you in advance for that. Yeah, I have. We haven't really talked about doing a Fleetwood Mac album, but no, we obviously have we have to. to. What would you want to do? Rumors. Nathan, if you were to pick an album to Man, do, that's tough. Which one should we do? Uh, yeah, I mean, Rumors would be the most collective one I, can we do the greatest hits uh album? <laughs> yeah that would be a first uh, the, i mean well the funny thing is like on the black sabbath album that we black sabbath episode that we did i picked songs from like four other albums so like we could do something yeah. like that too we could just do a fleet because they do episode because it was like during the time where uh they like you know like they they made sure they had like the hits and then they like kind of filled in the rest so like the albums are great i, I don't want to like discount yeah, that yeah. but uh but yeah, like they definitely like their hits are definitely like spread over like yeah, decades. Right, exactly. But anyway, uh I'm not familiar with Albatross, I gotta admit. But is it similar to the song? I or? thought Albatross was a uh instrumental. Q? I don't you play yeah, it. Yeah, let's cue it up, friends. Or maybe I'm thinking of Albatross. Tom himself says that House of Cards reminds him of Albatross, so I wanna mm-hmm. hear it. Can you handle the pressure here of playing something on the fly here? I'm sorry, what was that?
Well, I can, yeah, I can see that. I can see the similarities. It's got the a same bit. mood. Yeah, same exact vibe. Yeah, but I guess that's before Nyx joined because that was came out in '69. Mm-hmm. So there you go. This is from that was a compilation album oh. called "The Pious Bird of Good Omen." It came out in 1969, and it looks like that. As I think this is that's where this song shows up. It doesn't show up on huh. like an actual isn't, album. Isn't that what they uh, like? What an albatross is supposed to like represent or something? Really? I think, yeah. An, an omen? A you, good omen? Yeah. You know stuff that I don't know about birds. An albatross <laughs> is a bird, right? Oh, yeah. If you guys do an episode about birds, uh, please uh, bird? send the invite my way. Bird guy? <laughs> just just the, the, the sound. <laughs> it'll just be sound bites of bird calls. Bird calls. Yeah. And then we react. <laughs> yeah. It's us reviewing then, yeah. birds. <laughs> so. oh, I, oh, I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite bird call. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys want to play Jigsaw? This yes. is my favorite, one of my favorite songs of Radiohead, period.
feel like it's the perfect song, dude. Like, it's perfect. Yeah, that, his voice is all over the map in that one, man. Yeah, and I have one of those, like, Tom York moments where he says, uh, you know, uh, the beat the beat goes round and round, and then he kind of switches his voice again mm-hmm. and kind of screams it, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. It, to, to me, for the longest time, this this was my favorite Radiohead song, and I think it, it might still yeah. be my favorite Radiohead song. Um, but yeah, it just it's fucking perfect, man. He does that lazy kind of style of singing, like at the beginning, especially when he says that line before you're comatose. Like he just yeah. barely drags that word out of his Which, mouth. <laughs> the word is comatose too. So <laughs> yeah, you know, right. You know, it kind of makes sense that he would sing it like that. But uh, I always remember the the music video for this, where like they yeah, have cameras the camera, yeah. attached to their bike helmets or <laughs> yeah. whatever. It looked kind of like kind of like, goofy, but yeah, yeah, but like Tom's face because you have a straight shot of Tom's face yeah. the whole time. Uh, Perfect shot of the lazy eye. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you didn't know before, You've, you definitely know in that video. No denying it, but yeah, uh, I remember he was always he always looked like such a goofball when he's singing that song. But like he's having so much fun with the song too. Like the guy is such a interesting performer. But anyway, uh, this, is my fa- this is my favorite picture of Tom York. Are you going to show it to him? i got to pull up the Skype. Hold on, Q. <laughs> Hold on. i, I got to put this up here. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a, yeah, a goofy-looking guy, man. happy as all get out. <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, he, he definitely has aged okay. Like, he looks a lot better now. But when he was young, man, that guy was just a goofy-looking dude. Yeah. yeah. Is there a, a screenshot of the uh, the No Surprises video? No surprises. Try to find no surprises. I don't even know if I've seen that. That's a oh, oh my, <laughs> oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, like the water filled. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. remember this video. Ooh. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable because he actually did that. Because uh, they should they should like behind the scenes in the meeting people is easy documentary. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, he had to do it like over and over and over. Uh, he must. I love been. that this is an audio. Uh, format and we're talking about pictures no one knows what the hell is <laughs> we'll post, it on. We'll, we'll post we'll all see. these po- photos on the liner notes on the website so just, you guys can it's just www.google.com <laughs> yeah. slash search question mark <laughs> yeah. V- <laughs> right. yeah well I'll post the uh, the Google search URL parameters on there <laughs> <laughs> alright hey we've reached the final song yeah it's like we blinked we and we did were it, here guys. at the end of the episode. It's, it's right? almost a little sad. Yeah. Well, what the fuck? Well, the song is sad, so it's a this, this one gives, yeah. gives me yeah. chills. Well, too, did, well, did you guys have any any did you guys have anything to say about uh, Jigsaw? Because I just kind of, you know. I mean, I'm right there with you. It's just one of those one of those awesome Radiohead songs. Nothing to, <laughs> much else to say about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, it's kind of in the same style as Weird Fishes with the uh, the plucking, the guitar plucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. But yeah, I think this is one of those songs that's like, it's just them and their 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 instruments. I feel like there was no programming, computer programming. Yeah, like, the, on the, like it's just pure them and their instruments, you know? Yeah, the, yeah. this is one of those that they, they played live before. Um, and uh, I was like super excited about it because, but it yeah. was like, it was like done, uh, like uh, the guitars were electric and uh, like Johnny mm-hmm. had this like, uh, other part of like the end that they didn't include um but uh the way they did it, it's like perfect you know like yeah. that's the album so you you it. heard the song before you heard it on the album yeah and it, yeah yeah it was it was like it was, it was one of those like uh holy shit 
moment. Yeah, like you're yeah. like like that. Yeah, because you're getting a sneak peek of right. the next album, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know the drumming and the bass. I love the bass and that too. You know the way he kind of that that slide down that he does mm-hmm. on that bass line. You know. Yeah. Fucking love it. All right, videotape. Let's hear it. Mephistopheles. I have no idea. Yeah, let's look it up right now because there's a word in this song. Keep don't worry, I got you covered. Met uh, something is already trapped in his. Oh, wait, hold on. It's a character. Demon featured in German folklore. Originally appeared in literature as the demon in the Faust legend. Faust Whoa. Harp. Whoa. Whoa. We're getting yes. to the bottom of it. And he was, yeah, since appeared in other works as a stock character. So there you go. Um, So apparently Faust is something else here. Some sort of a German legend. But yeah, the lyrics, oh shit, the lyrics are um, Mephistopheles is just beneath and he's reaching up to grab me. Sounds like sort of your standard uh, boogeyman type thing. Yeah, it makes sense because uh, I think the song, you know, it's like he's saying his like life real, but he's like uh, yeah. trying to take in the moment. I think. Yeah, yeah. What about the pearly gates? This yeah. will be on my videotape. Oh, uh, like when you're when God's like, "Hey, here's all the shit you did." Yeah. You think you're getting in here? Right. Fuck not. Yeah. But Mephistopheles is trying to... Not yeah, on trying, my watch. He's trying yeah. to grab him and take him back down the hill. I get it. Oh. So apparently, I and unfortunately, I have not actually watched this video, but Vox did a, a earworm. Earworm is the series of videos that they where they kind of dig into like songs and stuff. And they did an episode on this song and the secret rhythm. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, the piano in the song is syncopated. But there's this guy that um, 
who uh, had been obsessing over the song for a decade uh, and was kind of like digging into it a decade, which is crazy. And because uh, he was trying to figure out the, the complex and challenging hidden rhythm. Yeah, it is like a, like the part that's about to come up. The uh, yeah. that like that, yeah. that beat, how it like how yeah. it's syncopated, but like you can't wrap your head around it because it's yeah. how does it like still like fall in line with a beat? Yeah, like it makes no sense. Well, like let's listen to it. That reminds me of a yeah yeah. Go ahead. It, it gets kind of crazy. I say, uh-huh. you figure it out. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Let's just <laughs> let's just play it. Oh, it's thirty-eight minutes long. Let me don't want to do that. Uh, he, like I said, he really digs into it. Let me let me find it. Let me try to find it quick. You guys can talk amongst yourself while I uh, wow I figure this out here. Sorry, wow. right. song's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it definitely sounds like there's like three or four. It, sounds, it seems like there's three or four different like. Uh, yeah, yeah, because there's a the, beats going the on piano's there. doing the rhythm part, and then you have the the drum going. Yeah, it almost sounds like it has a Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It almost sounds like just a standard drum track thing. God damn it, I can't find. When I was I was in Alabama at my grandmother's this past fall, and I was in the hammock and. Like it had this like squeak sound uh, on yeah. it, and oh, uh, yeah. I, I noticed like while I was laying there, uh, it had this like rhythm that kind of reminded me of this really? a little bit because it had because it, in like as the hammock like slowed down a little bit, it like you know the it, it got faster, so yeah. like just like the song, yeah. So I I felt like at that moment that I was like I kind of understand it's what like they did here. He was on a hammock. That's when he figured yeah. it out. Um. Yeah, apparently you have to watch a 38-minute video to wrap your head around it. Let's, we can post it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll post it in the show notes if you want to dig into it yourself. But uh, either way, it, it's just one of those songs that uh, this guy, he said that he um, he played it on the piano, played it on guitar. I sang, I hummed, I sequenced, I sequenced its 808 drum samples, recreated its synth bass recipe. I superimposed a metronome over it so I could learn how to count it, and I still have some difficulty counting it. Hmm. There you go. Difficult to count. That's the takeaway from this. 
So he spent he spent ten years on this, and and that's his result. Yeah, <laughs> I spent five years with the metronome. But yeah, this ten years. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna have to. This, you know, he's probably the guy that does that website, Citizen EU or whatever, Citizen Insane, the obsessive guy. You probably could have like found a cure for cancer in that in yeah, that time. Right? Seriously, just let's, listen to the song and enjoy it. Yeah, let's put our <laughs> let's put our efforts to better use. But anyway, um, that reminds me of the we did a sidetrack on um, Johnny Greenwood's uh, soundtrack for uh, shit. What was it called? It's a movie with uh, there, it's got Phoenix in it. Oh. It wasn't that one. It was a different one. It was uh, you were never really here. Yeah. Oh yeah. But anyway, the, one of the songs that we played had one of those weird drum beats where like it purposely goes off beat, yeah. but then it sinks back up to itself and like, yeah. it's going off and on. So I don't know if that's Johnny that's doing all that stuff or if that's Phil Selway that did all the drumming, drum tracks on this episode or on this song, videotape. But obviously, like if it's a complex like counting uh, rhythm, like they probably used a computer to do quite a bit of that, right? That might all be, um, you know, drum tracks and stuff. Because it doesn't sound like a traditional drum kit. Right. You know? Yeah, they probably had a big like whiteboards in the studio yeah. like figuring it out. They were like, you know, Russell Crowe and Beautiful Mind, you know. Yeah. Or Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. Uh, either one. Any other one <laughs> that we can think about here? Whiteboards and No, stuff? that's it. That's the only two. <laughs> that's <laughs> the only two in the history of movies. So are we done here? Yeah, yeah. we did it. Holy moly. We did it. Um, the funny thing is, you know how cute we usually say at the end of an episode, I feel like we barely scratched the surface. It's because we only do like three or four songs, you know? Yeah. I still feel like we barely scratched the surface and we do <laughs> yeah. track by track on this. Yeah. But that's the thing with Radiohead. It's like, as this guy proved, he spent 10 years dissecting videotape. Yeah. It's like, so I feel much like to unpack with, in every song. With every song, yeah. It's like, you know, these aren't, there, there's always something... Like you listen to in rainbows, especially there's you're always going to hear something different. I feel like oh, every yeah. time you hear a song or something, because like mm-hmm. there's so many different things that that uh, that go into a Radiohead song. You know, yeah, in the in the basement, it's like a good like a uh, thing to have. Like on the side, because yeah. you can hear like other guitars that uh, you don't really pay attention to, like on the recording and stuff. Like you can actually watch them do it. Yeah, did they do every track on of in rainbows? Mm. No, I don't think the they did every track. Or? Um, they did. They did Mixomatosis, which was fucking yeah. awesome, and they did um, Bangers and Mash, which is on disc two. Yeah, and then they did uh, uh, whatever that Bluebird song on Comlag EP. No idea what you're talking about. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but it you're saying rain, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what that is that you just said. I just yeah. I feel like it's on Comlag. Maybe. I don't know what Comlag is. It's like a, e- a Hello Thief EP. Oh, well. That's why you're sitting here. So, yeah, they did pretty much all the songs on, on In Rebus. Yeah, but they they uh, were going to do Fostarp, but then they, they had, a, had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> uh, can we take a bathroom break in place of this song? Yeah, we'll, throw, we'll throw a, a video of the, the basement tapes up on our show notes as well, for sure. Well, thank you, Nathan. Guys, for being thank you. our first 
legitimate guest. Yeah, you, you, you have given me the the honor and pleasure and uh, enjoyment of geeking out on Radiohead this morning, and uh, that's yeah. that's the best gift uh, anyone could give me. How else? Uh, what's what a better way to spend a morning? Yeah, and it's fucking lunchtime. Yeah, other people are at church. And, yeah, exactly. And, and this is our church right here. <laughs> this okay. is our church, right? <laughs> I, I I would worship Tom York any day. <laughs> Cut that out, kid. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in, brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, like I said, I feel like we barely scratched the surface. But this is our, I guess we need to say this is our last Radiohead uh, episode for a while. I mean, I'm sure we'll circle back and do and do uh, Moon Shaped Bull at some point. But uh, Yeah, we'll, so we'll like take a done, break from Radiohead for a little bit. Nathan, I don't know if you know this, but we've done every album from OK Computer to yep. In Rainbows. We sort of like staggered them with other episodes in between, but like it was a purposeful, like we're going to do a Radiohead album every other episode. Uh, we did the same thing for Spoon. We covered a, a ton of their stuff. Oh, nice. I feel like Spoon is like the uh, uh, the Radiohead for like fun music. Yeah, right? You know, because they, they, they have a bunch of intricate like things. They put yeah. like a lot of work into it. Dude. Yeah. You might be right about that. Yeah. And, and they're just as, I'm, I'm always just as impressed with like, there's never an album from Spoon that I won't, like, fall in love with immediately. Right. Same with Radiohead. Uh, all right. That's, that's a wrap. Thanks again, guys. Yeah. All right, so that is our episode with Nathan Forrester on Radiohead's 2007 release, In Rainbows. I hope you enjoyed it. We had a blast recording it. Um, and, yeah, that's going to do it for us today. Hey, man, let's, let's, let's put it this way, dude. If you're still listening... God bless you. You know, you're stuck in there for. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, we don't know how long it's going to be, but you stuck in there for close to two hours. Yeah. Track by track. You stuck with us track by track. Hopefully, you had as much fun as we did listening to it. Yeah, that was a blast. Um, cool. So we figured we would outro this episode with a song from Disc Two. Uh, that's what we're going to cover next week on our sidetrack. So, uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out our website, nofillerpodcast.com. There you can find our show notes. You can find us on uh, any podcast app. We should be on there. Um, yeah, and uh, again, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, my name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Take care.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 